Today I want to talk about a growing problem and how you, the real estate agent, participates in it unwittingly. We call it fraud for property. People impersonating sellers hire real estate license holders to list property for them. The seller tells the agent that they found him or her off Facebook, Google, or whatever. The seller never meets face to face with the agent, telling him or her that they travel a lot for business or whatever and are not available to meet. The property being listed is usually a vacant lot or distressed vacant homes where no one lives. There is no need for the agent to go inspect. The agent takes the listing, has it signed remotely, and then by doing so the agent just gave legitimacy to a bogus transaction. A buyer is found, enters into a contract with the seller using DocuSign or some other electronic platform. Seller will only communicate by email and gives a million excuses as to why he is not available to speak on the phone. Seller cannot make it in person to the closing and has his own notary, so the title company does not need to send one. Seller sends his papers back, signed, notarized, and including wire instructions. Taking each step in the process separately, none necessarily signals we may have a problem, but taken together they do. We must all pay attention to the so-called red flags. One, vacant land or distressed properties. Fraudsters target vacant land and improved properties that seem to have been abandoned or in disrepair and are likely to be sold for lot value. In these cases, buyer has no need to inspect the property, so the fact that the seller does not have keys or authorized access to the improvement is not discovered. Two, agent has never met seller. Fraudsters will often find local real estate agents online. In most cases, the agents never meet with the fraudsters. Three, seller only communicates via email. Often they refuse to speak to you on the phone in fear that any accent or unusual language will indicate that they are not the true seller. Four, poor grammar and little eyes. Emails often show poor grammar or unusual use of vocabulary. Additionally, if emails are generated from foreign computers, the word I shows up often in lowercase. American computers automatically capitalize the word I. As a true example, here is an email we received from a bogus seller. Quote, if I had known this is how you all usually do your closings, I wouldn't have go for it at all. Including poor grammar, both I's in that sentence were lowercase. Number five. Seller is not coming to closing at one of our offices and insists on using their own notary instead of a mobile notary we arrange. Six, seller changes their wire instructions. Seven, seller gets angry when we ask due diligence questions. And finally, eight, something just feels off. Trust your instincts. If you feel something is wrong, it probably is. One of the steps we will take if we think something is not right in a situation like this, we will send a certified return receipt requested letter to seller at his address shown on CAD. In such case, we will let the purported seller know to expect it and that we will not close until we have evidence of its receipt. 
When this is discussed with our purported seller, if the seller gets angry, we have another red flag. The agent is usually the first line of defense against these fraudsters. If you think something is not right, tell your title partner and let us do extra due diligence. The only way we can stop this scheme is to stop this from happening. When the fraudsters no longer profit from the scheme, this will stop. If you are dealing with something right now that you wonder about, please bring it to the attention of your title professional. Hopefully, one of your top title professionals is with our team at Allegiance Title. We ask for your business and in turn want to be your trusted resource. Thank you.